When we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Yeah, come on in here by the fire. It's nice and warm in here this morning. The coffee's hot and the biscuits are ready. I'm glad you're here with us in camp at Kinder Outdoors. KinderOutdoors.com. In case you hear something on the show that you'd like to know more about, like Fortiflora for your dog, America's number one canine probiotic, safe enough for weaning puppies, safe enough for everyday use if your dog has chronic GI upset. Learn more about Fortiflora when you click on that little box of Fortiflora at kinderoutdoors.com. I've asked an old friend to join me in the camp house today, Joe Masakio. Owner, developer of Cinnamon Creek Ranch. Cinnamon Creek Ranch is three parts. They have a very nice event center that hosts everything from archery-themed birthday parties to corporate retreats. They have one of the most complete bow shops and arrangement of practice ranges that you'll find anywhere on planet Earth, Cinnamon Creek Archery. And then my favorite of the three... <laughs> Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. They work magic with your venison, your feral hogs, exotic game. I've asked Joe to join us and talk to us about a multitude of things, including how to field dress that white-tailed deer after you pull the trigger. A lot of people will shoot their very first deer today. A lot more people will shoot a deer today that's not their first, but more than likely, you've only shot a few in your life and field dressing only happens occasionally a mental refresher with my friend joe masakio is coming up i'm glad you're here grab yourself a cup of coffee and make yourself at home michigan's firearm deer season is a big deal it's maybe bigger than michigan wolverine football it's a big deal a lot of kids mysteriously ill and not showing up at school every year when Michigan's firearm season opens for white-tailed deer. It started on Wednesday, and Lieutenant Tom Wanless with Michigan's Department of Natural Resources put together a little video, it's short, a couple of minutes, on gun safety. And it's good for all of us. You'll find that little video at kinderoutdoors.com. Take a two-minute refresher course before you take the rifle out of the case this morning. By the way, while we're in Michigan, got a note from those folks this week that said, Hey, Billy, please remind Michigan hunters to keep an eye open for black bear dens and report them to the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. This is a really simple yet effective way for trappers, hunters, and landowners in Michigan to support bear management programs. Depending upon their location in the state, Michigan bears typically enter their dens in November and December. Move it over to Arizona where the second half of the split dove season opened up yesterday. Quail season for gambles and scaled quail opened up back on October 13th, runs through February 11th in Arizona. The Merns quail, the little Merns quail, that's a shorter season. It doesn't open till December 1st and closes February 11th. Florida's Trophy Catch program has been very successful in growing giant green bass through the years and bringing attention to the good biology that happens down in Florida. 
Each year, as part of their trophy catch program, they have the Battle of the Lakes. They'll pit a couple of successful bass lakes against each other in a year-long competition. Well, it just wrapped up. And Fellsmore Reservoir, popularly known as Headwaters Lake, won the battle against Orange Lake with the highest total pounds of bass. All of these fish were caught and released by competing anglers over the past 12 months. Fellsmore and Orange are two of Florida's premier trophy bass destinations. And over the past 12 months, Fellsmore anglers submitted 85 trophy bass totaling 759 pounds, 3 ounces. That's an 8.93 pound average. And that put their favorite water on top. For Orange Lake, participants caught 64 bass weighing 635 pounds and 8 ounces. Fewer fish, but a higher average. The average weight, 9.93. And get this, Orange Lake, Florida, yielded the heaviest bass of the entire season at 14 pounds, one ounce. That's a Hall of Fame fish, over 13 pounds. Four Hall of Fame fish came out of Orange in the past 12 months. Fellsmore did not post any giant bass in that category. Calming Care is a natural product from Purina that settles the overactive dog, over barkers, over jumpers, not a drug. It very gently works over time. You want to be consistent with it. Calming care. Learn more about it. Just click on that little box of calming care when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. On election day, Texas voters overwhelmingly said yes to Proposition 14, which creates the Centennial Parks Conservation Fund, ensuring the financial future and growth of our fabulous state parks system here in Texas. Check out the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. You're going to see Val Armio of Albuquerque, New Mexico, holding a nice string of rainbow trout, one of them 19 inches. Caught him using salmon peach power bait, but he won't say where. Come on, Val. This is professional turkey hunter Ray I. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Rock Island Auction Company proudly presents the largest firearms auction in Texas history. The world's number one firearms auction house has expanded to Bedford, and their inaugural three-day event is filled with world-class firearms for collectors, shooters, and hunters alike. From historic Colts and Winchesters to spectacular sporting arms, your new favorite gun is waiting for you. So mark your calendar for Rock Island Auction Company's December 8th, 9th, and 10th premier firearms auction. This unprecedented event is open to the public, and so is the December 7th preview day, where you can view and handle history. It's a full day in their brand new state-of-the-art facility for you to touch, see, and inspect any of the collectibles in this massive three-day event. It's been called the museum you can touch. Come find out why on December 7th, then stay for three days of the largest gun auction Texas has ever seen. That's December 8th, 9th, and 10th. We'll see you there. For more information, visit rockislandauction.com. Rock Island Auction Company, where history lives. After Red Stick 1, outdoor author Ken Kirkaby's sequel, Red Stick 2, is a must-read. 
Virgil Clary is sent to South America, where he uses his unique tracking skills to find an American engineer abducted by revolutionaries. Kirkus Reviews says, Assured writing, a locomotive plot, and nonstop suspenseful action in a series that shows no signs of slowing down. Ken Kirkaby is an outdoor writer that truly lives the outdoors, and his books are all available on Amazon. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit kinderoutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then, view our media kit. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. You folks come in off the porch. Kinder Outdoors is back. Hey, I want to say hello to Mark. Norman, he's out there in a beautiful part of the world, east of Birmingham, Alabama. Said he discovered the show last week, and it's appointment listening for him now. I'm glad it is, Mark. Welcome to the Camp House. Glad you're here with us. This corner of the Camp House brought to you by Calming Care, another great product from the trusted folks and the bright minds at Purina. Calming Care settles the overactive dog, the one that tears up the carpet during a thunderstorm or when you leave for work. Give Calming Care a try. A lot of people having really good results with it. Calming Care. Hey, I've asked my good friend, 
gosh, we've been friends a long, long time, Joe Masacchio, to join me on the show today. Talk to us a little bit about that meat that we harvest and that we enjoy on our tables. Primarily white-tailed deer. Joe, welcome back. It's always a pleasure to have you in camp with us. And, hey, by the way, speaking of white-tailed deer, it is that time of year, Joe. Yes, it is. It is time to uh, get out of this office and uh, and go chase some white-tailed deer, and you're not doing that. You're you're working. Yeah, unfortunately, ever since 1984. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. Your family has been, you personally, and your family has been in the meats business for a long, long time and doing it very well. Yeah, we started our sausage company in 1982, and then we started deer processing in 1984. So... So why did you uh, why did you go to Wild Game? Uh, and you do it so well, you do it better than anyone on planet Earth. Uh, what made you decide, hey, I'm going to do all Wild Game, no domestic? Um, because in 1984, we did two deer for one of our friends, and then they gave it to their friends, and then we got like 10 deer at the end of that year, and then next year we got 400. Oh, yeah, that'll make you go in the deer business, won't it? <laughs> Automatically, yeah, yeah. And since that time, your menu, I'll call it a menu, your options have really, man, they've spread out. Yeah, our menu, actually we cater to women and children. Uh, anything we put new on the menu is tested by them two or three times until they say it's okay, and then we put it out there. Yeah. I don't know how many deer and hogs I've brought to you and Axis deer and fallow deer over the years, but none of them have a gamey taste, a wild gamey taste. You do a really good job of getting rid of all that silver skin and taking good care of the meat. Yeah, the whole secret of that is getting rid of all the blood and all the sinew and all that fat that's no good because that's where all the twain comes in that people taste. And we use 80% lean pork when we mix our stuff, so you get a very lean product back. Yeah, it's good stuff. Everything is just so good. Cracked black pepper sausage, I could live on. I could just live on on the cracked black pepper. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are going to shoot their very first deer this year, and uh, they're going to be very excited, and that deer's going to go down, and then they're going to say, uh-oh, what do I do now? Let's field dress a deer. Let's step them through. Can we do that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, first thing we want to do is what? You want to... Well, wherever you're going to feel comfortable to to do it, if you have a camp where you have, you know, a slab and water and stuff like that, it's even better. I personally like to do them on the ground with someone holding their back legs to start and go around the butt two or three times and then pull out about 12 to 18 inches of the, of the, the, the intestines there. And then they grab their front legs and I go up from the pelvis straight up into their brisket and then cut the left side and the right side of the, the membranes in there, and then go grab their throat. Around the, the ribs. The ribs, the inside of the ribs. Yeah. And then go up and grab the esophagus and cut it and come right down the back of the spine and pull everything out at once. takes about 30 seconds. Yeah, for you. <laughs> for you. Yeah. takes about 30 seconds. Now, let's go back. You went around the, the anus. Uh, about three times and pulled out some intestine and got that started there. And then you went from the pelvis up to the brisket. Th- to the brisket. How did you get through that pelvis? With your knife? I didn't go through that. Above the pelvis. Above? You stayed above, above the bone? Pelvis, yeah. A lot of times you see guys sawing through that bone with their knife. Not good. No, it's not good because you expose the meat that way. And it's better if you can just make a hole and then wash the deer out afterwards. Or just pack it with ice and let it kind of drain out a little bit. Yeah. It's good to hang them 
to get the blood out of them. Time is a big deal after you shoot that deer. You don't want to you don't want to go talk about that deer for three hours with your buddies and then get to work on him. You want to do it right away. Yeah, you'd like, you want to do it as fast as you can and possibly can. I know sometimes you have to go search for deer and you don't find them right away, but uh, deer meat's probably some of the hardiest meat there is in the world. I mean, I've known people, even personally myself, sometimes we've went and looked for deer and, you know, we're cautious and everything. And uh, But, you know, hour and a half, two hours of looking for them, sometimes they're fine. Yeah, yeah, depending a lot on the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell me this, Joe. I've always heard, man, you want you want to drop them, and we do for humane purposes. We want to shoot them and drop them in their tracks. But sometimes the perfect shot doesn't happen, and they they run a little bit. Does that adrenaline change the meat? Does that blood flow pumping through there change the meat? Yeah, a lot of times, especially in antelope, it'll explode their blood vessels in there because they they run so fast. Whitetails aren't quite as bad as that. I mean, you it's really uh, distinct in the, in the antelope versus the whitetails. Whitetails can run, and then, you know, they'll run 100, maybe 200 yards and fall over, you know. But it's not that bad compared yeah. to, you know, the, the antelope. Yeah, if the, you know, get them down pretty quick. Let's talk about shot placement. You know more than anybody the anatomy of a whitetail deer, mule deer, elk, uh, pigs. I want to talk about shot placement on all of these critters. How about a whitetail deer? Uh, you know, through the heart's good. You know, just behind the shoulder. Just like an archery shot, if you get the chance to take it forward, you'll take their lungs out and stuff. If you go through the shoulder to the shoulder, you know, you're going to ruin a bunch of meat in that way. I don't suggest shooting them in the head because they kind of run off a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, the pigs, I like to shoot them in the head, like in the ear. Wow. Because why? They just drop dead. Boom. There's nothing happens. You get a, a minuscule of a squeal, <laughs> and then they're just they're right there, you know. Yeah. But if you shoot a pig through the shoulders or the heart a lot of times they'll run off and they don't bleed you can't find their blood because their hair is so thick can you uh put a uh, broadhead in a pig's ear joe can you do that uh not as good as my wife really yeah. Huh? yeah we have a pig that she shot two years ago and uh she shot it in the ear two times and it happened to be almost 275 pounds wow i guess you do need to plug him twice in the ear yeah. Yeah, we have it on display here. We did a full body mount. She said, oh, I shot a pig. I said, how big is it? She goes, it's pretty big. She goes, but I shot it in the ear twice. I said, okay. <laughs> That's good. Nola, yeah. pig shooter. So when you take a pig home for your personal consumption, your freezer, what do you do with your pig? Uh, we make breakfast sausage, and we make hog stickers out of them. Um, they make really good, like, Italian sausage, meatballs. I mean, hog meat is way more tastier than, than whitetails. Yeah. And it's a shame that people don't bring them back. You know, a lot of times they just shoot them and let them lay. Yeah. But if you're feeding hogs and they're coming to your feeders every day, then, you know, they're they're not going to be gamey. I mean, at all. They're going to taste like a domestic hog. Uh, you were talking about back to that white-tailed deer, and I guess that shot's going to be the same on a mule deer or elk or any cervid, really, yeah. uh, right behind the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and and I remember the first time I ever shot an axis deer. Uh, I had a guide with me because I you know I wanted to make sure I shot the right deer. And uh, he said just before my shot, the worst thing he could have done, he said, "Hey, I know you shoot a lot of whitetails. Uh, your shot placement needs to be a little lower than a whitetail." And that got in my head, and I shot right underneath that deer, and I missed him. 
do we really need to shoot a little lower on some species? Yeah. Uh, you know, the exotic animals, all their their um, vitals are lower. Um, Africa especially. I mean, they're way down, like the zebras and all that stuff. Wow. They're way low compared to North American stuff. Uh, Joe, we're going to take a little break, but when we come back, you, you're one of the most blessed guys that I know to even be breathing and sitting here talking to me today. You had a horrible accident. Uh, it's been over a decade now, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, so it's been a while, uh, and you live to tell about it. We're going to relive that, if you don't mind, when we come back. Sure, sure. Hello, everybody. It's Jimmy Seitz with Spiritual Outdoor Adventures TV. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Billy, what are you doing with that rifle? Get a bow in your hand, boy. Come on. Millions of crucial dollars have been produced through the years as a result of the DSC Convention and Sporting Expo in Dallas. And this January, we'll do it again. Join me, Corey Mason, DSC CEO, January 11th through the 14th at the Kate Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas for one of the most important conservation fundraising events on the planet. Fabulous auctions, silent, in-person and online, banquet halls filled with like-minded outdoors men and outdoors women, and one-of-a-kind auction opportunities, more than 950 vendors featuring the very latest gear, clothing, outdoor-inspired art, and unique jewelry. Meet face-to-face with the most accomplished and accommodating outfitters from every place that you can dream of. New Zealand, Canada, Tajikistan, Idaho, or Mexico. The very best outfitters in the business will be at the DSC Convention and Sporting Expo in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. More details are at biggame.org. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The Vineyards sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com at the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled. But we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, Contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. 
if you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. Hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly-off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. you're back we still have some big fish to fry here at kinder outdoors i was talking to my buddy kevin wellborn he is the ranch manager at joshua creek ranch bernie texas the texas hill country and he was talking about these outrageous high volume european style driven pheasant shoots they have on the ranch now you'll see a thousand pheasants on one of these shoots and these are a lot of fun with a group take your golf foursome make it a family trip corporate outing they have great facilities for all of the above no matter the size of your group they can take care of you and in style joshua creek ranch learn more about these high volume european style pheasant shoots when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com we're hanging out with joe masacchio today my old friend joe masacchio with cinnamon creek ranch uh wild game processing event center and archery complex. It's start to finish everything a bow hunter needs, no matter what level you shoot on, brand new or been around a while. Joe, uh, before we go any further, tell everybody uh, where you are, where you're located, how can get, how can they get their critter to you? Joe, tell everybody where you're located. I know you you accept uh, wild game from people that hunt all over the country. They insist on Cinnamon Creek. Where are you? How can they get their animal to you? Oh, we're in actually. Physically in Roanoke, Texas, we're right south of the Speedway and north of Cabela's off of 170. Um, we're on the east side of 30, uh, 35W. Yeah. 
and uh, for folks listening in Oklahoma, uh, you guys actually send uh, a truck up there uh, during deer season to, to bring deer back. Yeah, we have a trailer in Woodward, Oklahoma, where we check in deer during the rifling season and muzzleloader and stuff. Yeah. So people up there have gotten used to the fact that, hey, Joe's bringing the, the trailer up and dropping it off, and you'll be there for how long? How can they find you up there? Yeah, we're there at least two or three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, and if you've never had the magic of Cinnamon Creek uh, wild game processing uh, applied to your critters, you need to get that done. It's just fabulous. Um, the first time I ever ate a uh, whitetail fillet seasoned, you want to get Joe's special seasoning on them. Uh, I said, man, this is this. There's no wild game. It was the best, and I texted you the best white-tailed deer I've ever put in my mouth. It's just fabulous. Yeah, we started doing that, I guess, in 2005 or six. Yeah. Well, I said we need to change up the backstrap things, and so I said let's make some seasoned bacon wrap fillets. And Joey and Tracy said, oh, they'll never buy that stuff. <laughs> and, then, and about seven million fillets later, yeah, and about a hundred thousand later, it was like holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah. Really good stuff, and uh, boy, some some favorite things that I like to do. The taco meat, I do that with my pigs. I bring you a pig, and and uh, the whitetails too make great taco meat. The taco meat, um, the tamales are just through the roof. Our tamales are probably the best in the city, or maybe the country. Yeah, our our tamales are three to one meat. So, um, and what do you mean three to one meat? Well, most most people are masa oriented uh-huh. we're meat oriented okay. so when you get our our tamales you're going to get twice as much meat in ours as yeah. you would masa it's a lighter coat of masa and more meat in them what is masa it's cornmeal uh, okay. and filler a lot of times in the tamales but not your no 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 fillers it's just straight meat yeah and the taco meat is through the roof too and it's so easy it's seasoned and ready to go you brown it you serve it up yeah, that was a big hit for us with the kids. I mean, that was when we have our samples out, you know, we put the new items over there and just keeps it. And the kids kept going back and back and back. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, they're chirping, get this, get this. But, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, hey, the heck for the kids. It's a big hit with Big Billy. <laughs> and it's so easy to do in deer camp, the tamales and the taco meat in deer camp, easy. Yeah, and it's they are very easy. I mean, it's like cooking breakfast sausage or something like that. So. The tamales, literally, if you've got a microwave oven, you, you're in good shape. Oh, yeah, it takes three and a half minutes aside, and you leave them right in the bag, the cryback bag would give you, and poke three holes in the top of them if they're th- they need to be thawed out. But yeah. they'll, like, you just steamed them yeah. that we just took them out of the, our steamer when we made them. Yeah, they are fabulous, and so many, we're always talking on the air about all the different sausages that you guys make. Of course, breakfast sausage, a big hit. Smoked sausages is a standby for a lot of people, but take a look at the menu a little bit deeper. That cracked black pepper, you have some specialized stuff that's really good. Yeah, we have like two or three kinds of different hatched chilies now, roasted hatched chili sausages, three cheese sausage, yeah. uh, four kinds of summer sausage now with cheese, and just a variety of stuff so you know when you come in you can get you know as little as two pounds of one thing so it it makes it easier for people to to take care of their deer that way yeah and here's a tip guys when you drop by cinnamon creek wild game processing i keep several of your order forms in my truck all the time so hey there's a pig i'm going to shoot him i can sit there right there fill it out when i come in 
turnkey. I drop off my pig, drop off my whitetail, here's my tag, and here's what I want done with him. Uh, a number of years ago, Joe, you're, you're not only our great wild game processor, bow hunter, world-class bow shop, uh, but you're a hunter. You've done this all of your life. Uh, you took a trip to Canada, and things went ugly in a hurry, uh, as they can do when we're out. Tell folks what happened. Well, we were up in Canada, and we were on an elk hunt, mule deer, and uh, wolf, and bear, if we were lucky enough to come across one. And we were riding mules, and it was their first time going out for the season, and they're a little bit persnickety, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, uh, I think you're the first guy ever to use persnickety on the show. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say something else, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I bet you did. Yeah. So um, we spotted a mule bear from one side of the mountain, and we had to go to the other side, cross the river, and go up about three and a half hours to this point where we saw him. And we were ten minutes from getting there, and uh, we crossed this little creek. It couldn't have been three feet wide, and it had a five-foot bank on the right. And once we got through the water, you just loosen up on the reins on those mules because they pretty much do everything by themselves. And he jumped the bank on the right, and my leg got hooked around the saddle. And I grabbed with my left arm and tore my bicep off and my rotator cuff off. And I grabbed with my right arm and rode him to the top like a bronc. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when we got up there... Careful for your life at that point, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, and then I didn't know if he was going to run off, and he just stood there and he bucked me off and I fell down and I landed right on my binoculars and it, it punctured my top three ribs and my and uh, punctured my lung and and then I rolled off that bank and I hit a rock and I broke the bottom four ribs wow. and and the rock was about eight inches tall and it went right into my stomach and I thought I ruptured my spleen. Man, you were in oh, agony, agony, bad shape. And at that point, how far were you from any civilization? Probably nine hours. Nine hours. Yeah. We, um, the worst thing about the whole thing was I had to get back on the mule and ride them out three and a half miles. No other option. I mean, three and a half hours from 12,000 feet. Wow. No other option. No option. Can't get a helicopter in there. No, not at that point. So the helicopter came a day and a half later. Yeah. Wow. So you you guys just got to a spot where a helicopter could land. They could come in our camp right on the river. There wasn't enough area for them to get them. But the guy, the guide's dad had to ride his horse out five hours to get to his car. And then it was another five hours to get to the road. That's brutal. And you had no pain medication whatsoever. You're just gutting it out. Yeah, it was pretty tough. It was like, yeah. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to go from there because that's just the start of your healing journey. It took a long time and a lot of good care. Can you hang on? Sure. At Joshua Creek Ranch, one of the best parts of the hunt is the end because that's when you move to your incredible dinner. The chef at Joshua Creek Ranch is going to make sure that everything that is placed in front of you morning, noon, or evening is going to be one of the better meals you've ever had in your life anywhere. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> and then when you pull off your boots at the end of a long day and stretch out on that awesome mattress, everything, the showers, the linens, everything has been prepared for you, Joshua Creek Royalty. Learn more about the place when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com.
Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, rooster fish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, sea mounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. Rock Island Auction Company proudly presents the largest firearms auction in Texas history. The world's number one firearms auction house has expanded to Bedford, and their inaugural three-day event is filled with world-class firearms for collectors, shooters, and hunters alike. So mark your calendar for Rock Island Auction Company's December 8th, 9th, and 10th premier firearms auction. This unprecedented event is open to the public, and so is the December 7th preview day. We'll see you there. For more information, visit rockislandauction.com. Rock Island Auction Company, where history lives. There's no reason to be miserably cold while you hunt or fish. Still hunting, snow hunting, ice fishing, or just going to the ball game. Stay warm with Buffalo Wool products. You know, I, I would have had no idea that bison had such a usable fiber, but the more you, you get into it, the more you play with it and learn and see what it does, you realize why these animals are so well protected in the environments that they are. They will grow this fiber as needed to protect that heart, lungs, area, keep their core insulated, whether it's from the heat or the cold. I've depended on buffalo wool to keep me warm in bitter conditions for over a decade now. Part of the reason that we love you so much is because of the fact that you actually went out, tried it, tested it before we even discussed anything about working with you. So that's sort of what we want. We just want to make sure people are comfortable. Not everybody needs us. Not everybody is out stand hunting at, you know, 30 degrees or not everybody has circulatory issues. But for those that do, we want to make it available. We want to make it as durable as possible. And we want to make it work. We want people happy, warm, and comfortable. That's it. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road, the Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership, attend a banquet, bid on an auction item, make an impact on top of the mountain. 
wildsheepfoundation.org. Camp House has lots of room. Come on in, Kinder Outdoors. This corner of the Camp House brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. The best bird hunting in Texas year in and year out. Need to get your dog into birds? Need to get yourself into birds? (laughs) They're waiting on you at Joshua Creek. Hey, uh, before the break, we were talking to my friend Joe Masaccio, Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing and Archery, and you were hurting on the side of a mountain somewhere in Canada uh, so bad that you had me hurting, Joe. Yeah, I was hurting myself. <laughs> yeah. And that's been, how long ago was that? That was 2011. Actually, it was on the um, anniversary of 9-11 that, oh, wow. that day. Yeah. yeah. And so now, fast forward. You know, 12 years later, do you still have pain? Do you still have trouble? Uh, the lung, not so bad. You know, it's too bad. But the shoulder was just shot. I mean, it was the third time that I torn my rotator cuff, oh. but the first time for my bicep. So that was pretty painful. That was like nine months of healing. Where'd you guys go in the helicopter? You're in Canada. Yeah, we flew into Kalisburg, British Columbia. And. What was really funny is we're nine hours from getting to this road where it is, and the helicopter ride was 20 minutes. Uh-huh. A straight line's always fast. Yeah, right over two mountain ranges, and then, you know, they dropped, and I'm like, wow, you know. Uh, and that's social medicine up there. I bet, you know, you flip that Blue Cross Blue Shield card over there to them, they, they probably laughed at you. They did. They said, we don't need that. And, I, you know, they did every test they could do on me, and then... They go, after they gave me some morphine and all this stuff, you know, I was in there for about six hours. And then they came in and said, okay, you got to go. And I go, what do you mean I got to go? They go, well, you're, you're not a citizen of Canada. So I'm like, what's that mean? She goes, well, here's your disc of all your tests and everything. And I went, wow. And they gave me a prescription for pain medicine. And then I had to wait another day and a half to go to the United States, go back to Kalispell, Montana. And it was just a long, dragged-out thing. I was in the hospital in Montana for 12 days up there. Wow. And so from the time that you hit the ground uh, with that mule to the time you landed in a hospital bed in Kalispell, how long was that period? Five days. Wow. Grueling. Brutal. Yeah, every every breath hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Man, oh, man. And then from the time you got out of the hospital after a number of days, uh, the therapy, how, how long how long before you were back to what you'd call semi-normal? Well, they couldn't really work on my shoulder for six weeks because of my lungs. They were worried about my lungs. They, they wouldn't put me under. So from that time, I never got operated on on my shoulder until December 19th. Mm. Yeah, that was... So... Did you guys have any communication out, satellite phone, anything like that? We did. Yeah. We did. And I'm sure you're a big proponent of that. But the satellite phone was with a different guide who was hunting uh, sheep, and it was two mountains over from us. Oh, and two mountains over is might as well be two weeks over. Two weeks over because we didn't have one to communicate with him. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so... Hey, it doesn't matter if you're in your local tree stand this morning, no matter what you're doing, 
or uh, ground blind, or it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, how exotic or how close to the house it is, have some way of communicating and, and uh, have a plan, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, how many people fall out of a ladder stand just climbing up and their hand slips off and they fall off backwards, you know, I mean, yeah. without cell phones today, I mean. Yeah. And if you don't have cell service, have a satellite phone. Have some kind of way to get out. Some kind of to get with somebody, yeah. Yeah, we were talking to a guy recently. The last thing you want to be doing is hanging from a safety harness suspended midair and your circulation cut off. You know, you got to talk to people. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all fun and games until something like that happens. You know? Yeah. Then you're like, wow, now what? <laughs> You've shot some great animals through the years. Your office is a testament to, to your time in the woods. Where did this all start with you, Joe? How, who took you hunting first? Uh, my uncles took me hunting in upstate New York. And um, actually, my grandfather took me hunting first. And he was a hardcore Italian. And he had like 20 beagles. And he took me rabbit hunting. I was five oh, yeah. years old. And he had a little 22, and he told me, he says, uh, now when the dogs bring the rabbit back around, he'll stop. And he goes, you look at the rabbit right in the eye, and you put a this behind a this, and then you pull the trigger. <laughs> and I, I thought I did that, and I shot the rabbit, and I shot him in the guts. And the next thing I knew, I was rolling over on the ground because he slapped me in the back of the head. <laughs> That's how I learned how to hunt. <laughs> yep, there you go. Get it right. Get it right the next time. I've always wanted to do that. I've heard the beagle houndsers. Uh, the rabbit hounds are so much fun when they chase that rabbit, maybe even out of sight, and then they'll run him right back by you. Yeah, rabbits will come right back where they started from. Yeah. Yeah. I need to I need to go do that. I've, I've talked to a couple of guys on the show through the years that have, have beagles, have rabbit dogs. I'd love to uh, to go do that with them sometime. Yeah. Hey, uh, early season in Texas, our rut kicked off a little earlier uh, than what it, it normally does around here. And uh, some guys have been killing some deer early on, but it's not all perfect. The weather hadn't cooperated. No. What kind of deer are you seeing coming in at Cinnamon Creek? Not any big ones, for sure. <clears throat> and and fewer deer right now uh, because of the, the heat has kept them out. The acorn crop was really small this year. Uh, we just got some rain about a week and a half ago, or two weeks, I guess it is now. And... The grass popped up, so now there's like an inch and a half or two inches of fresh grass out there. Yeah. So the deer are eating that now, so it's making it even tougher for everybody. Yeah. So the moisture in the grass, so you, the, your water hole's no good, and yeah. your feeder's not as good as it was. Yeah, the young bucks are chasing chasing yeah. does and stuff, but um, the big ones are not even coming out yet. They'll be around. Thanksgiving's a magical time around here. It is, but I think it's going to be December this year. Oh, really? Yeah, first week of December. It's going to be better? Why? What do you base that on? The cooler air and stuff. I mean, you know, it's all based on light and all that stuff, but uh, daylight. But I still think that it's going to be late for the big boys. Yeah. You've been doing this a long, long time. you got a bad shoulder. You can't pull a bow anymore. Uh, crossbows have become a really good way to get back out in the field. Yeah, it's been a game changer for me. I mean, I fought it forever and ever and ever. And uh, I started shooting one two years ago, and it's like, it just gets you back in the field. I mean, guys my age are almost 70. I mean, you can't hardly – the new bows you can pull back, I mean, because of the let off on them, you know. And actually, I got one set up finally after three years of not shooting one. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of excited about it. But the crossbows, it's – it's uh, there's nothing that compares to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, – they're so accurate. And how how far are you confident in a, in a shot? What distance? 50, 60 yards. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. 
Joe, always good talking to you. Uh, man, my shoulder hurts now after talking to you. My ribs are aching, but uh, always good to see you. And I'll be bringing a couple to you before long. Alrighty, it's been a pleasure. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute. A focus on people that make a difference. The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. Thanks for hanging out with us today at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, join me in uh, April along with my friend Jim Shockey, April 14th and 15th in Adairsville, Georgia. Going to be at Barnsley Resort for the Jim Shockey Freedom Hunters Military Tribute. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's grab a cup of coffee. Hop in the truck. Half the fun is just getting there. Kinder Outdoors. Purina Pro Plan is hands down the best fuel that you can give your dog, and it doesn't matter if that's a couch potato or a hard-working bird dog. There's a Pro Plan formula that is built specifically for your dog, and you're going to have a healthier dog after making the switch to the Pro Plan formula of your choice. Look at all the different formulas next time you're in an Atwoods Ranch and Home Store or right now at Kinder Outdoors. Dot com Purina Pro Plan. My buddy Wally Marshall is a classic himself, <laughs> a classic character. But this is a different kind of classic. This is a Mr. Crappie classic for you crappie fishermen. Maybe you live in Minnesota or Wisconsin or Michigan, and it's starting to get pretty cold. And you're dreaming of big crappie on open water. Maybe Lake Fork next summer. Good time now to make your plans. Here is a Mr. Crappie classic flashing back to 2015 and a conversation Waldo and I had about the Great Lake Fork. Wally, I was on Lake Fork a few weeks ago watching Keith Combs bag 40 pounds of bass in a tournament in one day. That's five fish weighing 40 pounds. What a phenomenal lake that is, not only for bass, but there's some big old crappie in Fork. I tell you what, Billy, it's it's amazing now that Lake Fork is producing some of the biggest white crappie. When Fork first went in, it was known for black crappie species, but now the timber 
is unbelievable fishery there uh, for these big crappie. And fishing vertical structure, which is the boat art trees, hedge trees, Osage orange, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. But they're the ones that grow the big apples, the big green apples on them. But horse apples. Yeah, horse apples. But they quit growing a long time ago on Lake Fork, I guarantee it. Right. So, uh, but anyway... If you can find some of those hedge trees out there in about 15, 16 foot of water and fish about 8 to 10 foot down on them in the summertime, you can wipe some crappie out. And uh, just got through doing a TV show there uh, with uh, Protein Journal with Strike King, and I was using the Acid Rain Joker and just smoked them. Is that color on the market yet? Yes, it is on the market. It's hard to find. It's hard to find, but... If you get one with one of these uh, local dealers, big box stores don't really have a lot of, you know, they can't carry every color. Right. But if you go to, like, uh, Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart, Arkansas, you can get online. Uh, Grizzly Jig Company, uh, you can get online with those guys. They carry the full lineup of all of my products, and uh, it's pretty sweet. But yeah. But well, y'all y'all were just nailing them on that acid rain, yellow on one side, white on the other, and a short opaque chartreuse tail. It yeah. is it's got a lot. Of, it's really vibrant colors, especially for that lake water, uh, lake fork water. It's kind of a tea color, clear. Mm -hmm. But man, when you pitch that joker on top of that brush or around those trees. I sat there, Billy, this is no kidding. I know we didn't get it all on air, but I caught 40 crappie out of one tree. Mercy. That lake is just phenomenal. And people know about these huge bass that come out of there. The crappie are huge on Fork. Oh, yeah. We're talking seven crappie in a tournament last year was like 1540. Wow. Yeah, that's that's some big that's some big fish right there. But uh, you know, back in the early days when I first got into this business, I was the first crappie guide on Lake Fork that I just did it on the weekends because I had a full time job. Yeah. And so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I was out there at Lake Fork guiding people, and we just fished the bridges. Yeah. I mean, every day, fifty, 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 fifty. I mean, just catching them. Yeah. And I had. Another technique to where when Lake Fork was full of hydrilla grass, yeah. especially April, May, June, you could get on that hydrilla grass and you kind of see where, and it grows down to about 15 foot of water where it just barely comes up off the bottom. So there's a little slope of grass and you'd find those ditches in that grass, throw up there with a road runner, pull that sucker back. I'm talking about nail one every time. Mm -hmm. And, and what I thought was really funny is because you know, the people just like to catch fish, okay? Oh, yeah. And so I'm off the main lake point right there at Bird Island, and I've got two guys with me, and we are smoking them. I mean, every cast we're catching a fish. And this bass guide pulls up there, and they're Carolina rigging that point, and I could hear them over there, and the guys are going, wonder what they're catching. <laughs> oh, you know. Supper. You know, they weren't catching a lot of bass, and, of course, that's just bass fishing, but that's the reason I like crappie fishing, Billy, because when you can go out and catch 50, 25, a lot of people, if they caught 10, it was like the best day of their life. Oh, yeah. And so being a fishing guide, you can't catch 150 fish every day or 100 fish or 75 fish. 
because your customers there they they've never seen that or never done that and though you want to provide that in your services every day what a phenomenal fishery out in east texas about 80 miles east of dallas going to make your plans to come down and fish next spring catch them up on beds or next summer catch them off those trees suspended around those boat arc trees in the summertime time to make your plans right now this corner of the camp house brought to you by purina pro plan pro plan performance formula hey that's what you ought to be feeding your hard-working bird dog 30 percent protein 20 percent fat pick it up at atwood's ranch and home stores hi everybody it's world championship caller al morris when i'm not in the great outdoors i'm sure thinking about it with big billy kinder outdoors Rock Island Auction Company proudly presents the largest firearms auction in Texas history. The world's number one firearms auction house has expanded to Bedford, and their inaugural three-day event is filled with world-class firearms for collectors, shooters, and hunters alike. From historic Colts and Winchesters to spectacular sporting arms, your new favorite gun is waiting for you. So mark your calendar for Rock Island Auction Company's December 8th, 9th, and 10th premier firearms auction. This unprecedented event is open to the public, and so is the December 7th preview day, where you can view and handle history. It's a full day in their brand new state-of-the-art facility for you to touch, see, and inspect any of the collectibles in this massive three-day event. It's been called the museum you can touch. Come find out why on December 7th, then stay for three days of the largest gun auction Texas has ever seen. That's December 8th, 9th, and 10th. We'll see you there. For more information, visit rockislandauction.com. Rock Island Auction Company, where history lives. If you ever stop just once in West Texas at the very unique Herdware store and visit with the very unique Cecil Miskin, you'll make it a regular stop every time you pass by. We are on US 287, which is one of the oldest and most major U.S. highways still. We are 40 miles south and east of Amarillo. H-E-R-D, Herdware Store. We've got bison leather goods, vests, chaps, dusters, and bison hide coats, bison leather belts and wallets, bison leather shoes, art. We've got western artifacts. We've got native artifacts. The only way we can describe it is all things bison. If you're not interested in bison, don't stop. If you're interested in bison, come on and plan on spending 15 minutes to two hours and enjoy yourself. The only rule that we have in this store, and we've had it for many years, and we've only had one person ever break our rule, is if you're not having fun, we're going to ask you to leave. The most unique stop between the Gulf and the Pacific, Cecil Miskin and the Herdware Store. Herdware.net. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. 
Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and it's time once again to invite you to our annual Jim Shockey Classic two-day charity event where we all get together to celebrate and honor those who have served and sacrificed. All of us deeply admire the invaluable sacrifices made by our military personnel. 100% of the proceeds fund all expense-paid Shockey tribute hunts through the Freedom Hunters Military Outreach Program. In addition to the golf tournament, there will be a sporting clay tournament on Sunday morning before the banquet. So join me April 14th and 15th 2024 at the award-winning Barnsley Resort in Adersville, Georgia, nestled in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains. Visit JimShockeyClassic.com to sponsor, to register, or to donate, and also to learn more about our great event. I really hope to see you there. Sometimes our office is a bass boat. Tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Kinder Outdoors. The dining is as fun as the hunting. <laughs> Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Miss Ann's menu from the kitchen is just fabulous. And if you leave there without that chicken fried axis having been accomplished, you need to turn around and go back. Well, you probably need to turn around and go back anyway. They make it easier to do that now with memberships, individual, family, corporate. Makes it possible for you to visit the ranch more often. Splendid accommodations and dining, and the hunting just doesn't get any better. Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. If you're just joining us, our special guest on the show uh, this week is Joe Masakio from Cinnamon Creek Ranch Archery and Wild Game Processing. And you're here just in time. Joe's about to help us field dress that deer we just shot. Joe, it is that time of year, buddy. Yes, it is. It is time to uh, get out of this office and uh, and go chase some white-tailed deer, and you're not doing that. You're you're working. Yeah, unfortunately, ever since 1984. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. Your family has been, you personally and your family has been in the meats business for a long, long time and doing it very well. Yeah, we started our sausage company in 1982, and then we started deer processing in 1984. So, so why did you uh, why did you go to Wild Game? Um, and you do it so well, you do it better than anyone on planet Earth. Uh, what made you decide, hey, I'm going to do all wild game, no domestic? Um, because in 1984, we did two deer for one of our friends, and then they gave it to their friends, and then we got like 10 deer at the end of that year, and then next year we got 400. Oh, yeah, that'll make you go in the deer business, won't it? <laughs> Automatically, yeah, yeah. And since that time, your menu, I'll call it a menu, your options have really, man, they've spread out. Yeah, our menu, actually we cater to women and children. Uh, anything we put new on the menu is tested by them two or three times until they say it's okay, and then we put it out there. Yeah. I don't know how many deer and hogs I've brought to you and axis deer and fallow deer over the years, but none of them have a gamey taste, a wild gamey taste. You do a really good job of getting rid of all that silver skin and 
taking good care of the meat. Yeah, the whole secret of that is getting rid of all the blood and all the sinew and all that fat that's no good because that's where all the twain comes in that people taste. Yeah. And we use 80% lean pork when we mix our stuff. So you get a very lean product back. Yeah, it's good stuff. Everything is just so good. Cracked black pepper sausage I could live on. I could just live on on the cracked black pepper. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are going to shoot their very first deer this year, and uh, they're going to be very excited, and that deer is going to go down, and then they're going to say, uh-oh, what do I do now? Let's field dress a deer. Let's step them through. Can we do that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, first thing we want to do is what? You want to... Well, wherever you're going to feel comfortable to to do it, if you have a camp where you have, you know, a slab and water and stuff like that, it's even better. I personally like to do them on the ground with someone holding their back legs to start and go around the butt two or three times and then pull out about 12 to 18 inches of the of the the, the intestines there. And then they grab the front legs and I go up from the pelvis straight up into their brisket and then cut the left side and the right side of the, the membranes in there, and then go grab their throat. Around the, the ribs. The ribs, the inside of the ribs. Yeah. And then go up and grab the esophagus and cut it and come right down the back of the spine and pull everything out at once. takes about 30 seconds. Yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> for you. Yeah. takes about 30 seconds. Now, let's go back. You went around the, the anus. Uh, about three times and pulled out some intestine and got that started there. And then you went from the pelvis up to the brisket. To the brisket. How did you get through that pelvis? With your knife? I didn't go through that. Above the pelvis. Above? You stayed above, above the bone? The pelvis, yeah. A lot of times you see guys sawing through that bone with their knife. Not good. No, it's not good because you expose the meat that way. And it's better if you can just make a hole and then wash the deer out afterwards. Or just pack it with ice and let it kind of drain out a little bit. Yeah. It's good to hang them to get the blood out of them. Time is a big deal. After you shoot that deer, you don't want to you don't want to go talk about that deer for three hours with your buddies and then get to work on him. You want to do it right away. Yeah, you'd like you want to do it as fast as you can possibly can. I know sometimes you have to go search for deer and you don't find them right away, but uh, deer meat's probably some of the hardiest meat there is in the world. I mean. I've known people, even personally myself, sometimes we've went and looked for deer and, you know, we're cautious and everything. And uh, But, you know, hour and a half, two hours of looking for them, sometimes they're fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Depending a lot on the weather. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell me this, Joe. I've always heard, man, you want, you want to drop them. And we do for humane purposes. We want to shoot them and drop them in their tracks. But sometimes the perfect shot doesn't happen and they, they run a little bit. Does that adrenaline change the meat? Does that blood flow pumping through there change the meat? Yeah, a lot of times, especially in antelope, it'll explode their blood vessels in there because they they run so fast. Whitetails aren't quite as bad as that. I mean, you it's really uh, distinct in the, in the antelope versus the whitetails. Whitetails can run, and then, you know, they'll run 100, maybe 200 yards and fall over, you know. But it's not that bad compared yeah. to, you know, the, the antelope. Yeah, if the, you know, get them down pretty quick. Let's talk about shot placement. You know more than anybody the anatomy of a white-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, uh, pigs. I want to talk about shot placement on all of these critters. How about a white-tailed deer? Uh, you know, through the heart's good, you know, just behind the shoulder. Just like an archery shot, if you get the chance to take it forward, you'll take their lungs out and stuff. If you go through the shoulder to the shoulder, you know, you're going to ruin a bunch of meat in that way. 
I don't suggest shooting them in the head because they kind of run off a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, the pigs, I like to shoot them in the head, like in the ear. That's wow. Because why? They just drop dead. Boom. There's nothing happens. You get a, a minuscule of a squeal, <laughs> and then they're just they're right there, you know. Yeah. But if you shoot a pig through the shoulders or the heart, a lot of times they'll run off and they don't bleed. You can't find their blood because their hair is so thick. Can you uh, put a uh, broadhead in a pig's ear? Joe, can you do that? Uh, not as good as my wife. Really? Yeah. Huh? yeah, we have a pig that she shot two years ago, and uh, she shot it in the ear two times, and it happened to be almost 275 pounds. Wow. I guess you do need to plug him twice in the ear. Yeah, yeah we have it on display here. We did a full body mount. She said, oh, I shot a pig. I said, how big is it? She goes, it's pretty big. She goes, but I shot it in the ear twice. I said, okay. <laughs> That's good. Nola, yeah. pig shooter. So when you take a pig home for your personal consumption, your freezer, what do you do with your pig? Uh, we make breakfast sausage, and we make hog stickers out of them. Um, they make really good, like, Italian sausage, meatballs. I mean, hog meat is way more tastier than, than whitetails. Yeah. And it's a shame that people don't bring them back. You know, a lot of times they just shoot them and let them lay. Yeah. But if you're feeding hogs and they're coming to your feeders every day, then... You know, they're they're not going to be gamey, I mean, at all. They're going to taste like a domestic hog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were talking about back to that white-tailed deer, and I guess that shot's going to be the same on a mule deer or elk or any cervid, really, yeah. uh, right behind the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and, and I remember the first time I ever shot an axis deer. Uh, I had a guide with me because, I you know, I wanted to make sure I shot the right deer. And uh, he said just before my shot, the worst thing he could have done he said, hey, I know you shoot a lot of whitetails. Uh, your shot placement needs to be a little lower than a whitetail. And that got in my head, and I shot right underneath that deer, and I missed him. Do we really need to shoot a little lower on some species? Yeah. Uh, you know, the exotic animals, all their their um, vitals are lower. Um, Africa especially. I mean, they're way down, like the zebras and all that stuff. Wow. They're way low compared to North American stuff. How would you eat a zebra? A zebra? I hear they're really good. They are. They're very sweet. Um, we get a lot of them, actually, um, really? from here. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Joe, we're going to take a little break, but when we come back, you, you're one of the most blessed guys that I know to even be breathing and sitting here talking to me today. You had a horrible accident. Uh, it's been over a decade now, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, so it's been a while, uh, and you live to tell about it. We're going to relive that, if you don't mind, when we come back. Sure, sure. Good morning, this is Gary Morris, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. If you love to hit the woods with a bow in your hand, now is the time to visit Cinnamon Creek Ranch Archery. You know, it is a buyer's year. And what I mean by that, no matter which brand you choose, whether it's a Hoyt, Matthews, PSC, Bowtech, it's going to be a good year to purchase a bow because everybody has something really good to offer. When you visit with the pros at Cinnamon Creek Archery, you're talking to guys that live this stuff day in and day out. We are a try-before-you-buy shop. Not to mention, altogether, we've got a well over 100 years of experience. So it's something that we do on a daily. I know I hunt two or three times a, a, a week, whether you know it's season or not. So we can definitely help you with that stuff. Cinnamon Creek Archery has practice ranges indoors and out. The static bags is just a range that has distances out to 
100 yards. Uh, we also have four 3D courses. Each one of those has approximately 20 targets on it. We have a 30-yard upstairs range, and we have a 20-yard downstairs range. Come see us right now at CinnamonCreekRanch.com. Rock Island Auction Company proudly presents the largest firearms auction in Texas history. The world's number one firearms auction house has expanded to Bedford, and their inaugural three-day event is filled with world-class firearms for collectors, shooters, and hunters alike. So mark your calendar for Rock Island Auction Company's December 8th, 9th, and 10th premier firearms auction. This unprecedented event is open to the public, and so is the December 7th preview day. We'll see you there. For more information, visit rockislandauction.com. Rock Island Auction Company, where history lives. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, sea mounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. When we venture into Dallas-Fort Worth for conventions and expos and Christmas shopping and family visits and football games and whatever, we stay in the cabins at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. Each cabin has its own individual living social area and kitchen, dining room table. The kids and grandkids will love the loft, and you and your wife will enjoy the peaceful privacy of your own bedroom. One thing I really love about the cabins at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas, is that I can park my truck right outside my door. No elevators, no getting up in the middle of the night and peeking out the window at the mass of vehicles to see if mine's still there, unmolested. I pour myself a cup of coffee from the supplied coffee pot in my Vineyards cabin and enjoy a view of the lake from my front porch. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins, Grapevine, Texas vineyardscampground.com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six seven eight groups and we don't try to do it on 40 acres i mean these people get to walk they get to see some country joe and ann kirchival invite you to enjoy this free range ranch just northwest of san antonio visit joshuacreek.com for the land of the free and the home of the brave from high school gyms to towering stadiums every time i see our flag wave i feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged in the battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children 
the spouses and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. I'm looking at a 12 with a 10-inch drop time. Y'all go on inside with Kendra Outdoors. Brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch, Texas' best upland bird hunting. With more than 100 bird dogs in the kennel, yours is welcome, too. Bring him with you. A fully stocked pro shop, too. Forget the fly rod. No worries. Just drop by the pro shop, and we'll take good care of you. Joshua Creek Ranch. Maybe you've met them at Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo or Park City's Quail Events. Spend a little time on their turf northwest of San Antonio. Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's get back to our conversation now with Joe Masakio. Joe, tell everybody where you're located. I know you you accept uh, wild game from people that hunt all over the country. They insist on Cinnamon Creek. Where are you? How can they get their animal to you? Oh, we're in actually... Physically in Roanoke, Texas, we're right south of the Speedway and north of Cabela's off of 170. Um, we're on the east side of 30, 35W. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for folks listening in Oklahoma, uh, you guys actually send uh, a truck up there uh, during deer season to, to bring deer back. Yeah, we have a trailer in Woodward, Oklahoma, where we check in deer during the rifling season and muzzleloader and stuff. Yeah. So people up there have gotten used to the fact that, hey, Joe's bringing the, the trailer up and dropping it off, and you'll be there for how long? How can they find you up there? Yeah, we're there at least two or three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, and if you've never had the magic of Cinnamon Creek uh, wild game processing uh, applied to your critters, you need to get that done. It's just fabulous. Um, the first time I ever ate a uh, whitetail fillet seasoned, you want to get Joe's special seasoning on them. Uh, I said, man, this is this. There's no wild game. It was the best, and I texted you the best white-tail deer I've ever put in my mouth. It's just fabulous. Yeah, we started doing that, I guess, in 2005 or six. Yeah. Well, I said we need to change up the backstrap things, and so I said let's make some seasoned bacon wrap fillets. And Joey and Tracy said, oh, they'll never buy that stuff. <laughs> and, then, uh, and about seven million fillets later. And about 100,000 later, it was like holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah, really good stuff. And, uh, boy, some, some favorite things that I like to do. The taco meat, I do that with my pigs. I bring you a pig. And and uh, the whitetails, too, make great taco meat. The taco meat, um, the tamales are just through the roof. Our tamales are probably the best in the city or maybe the country yeah our, our tamales are three to one meat so um and what do you mean three to one meat well most most people are masa oriented uh-huh. we're meat oriented okay. so when you get our our tamales you're going to get twice as much meat in ours as yeah. you would masa it's a lighter coat of masa and more meat in them what is masa it's cornmeal and filler a lot of times in the tamales, but not your. No, no, no fillers. It's just straight meat. Yeah, and the taco meat is through the roof too, and it's so easy. It's seasoned and ready to go. You brown it, you serve it up. Yeah, that was a big hit for us with the kids. I mean, that was 
when we have our samples out, you know, we put the new items over there and just keeps it. And the kids kept going back and back and back. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, they're chirping, get this, get this. So, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, hey, the heck for the kids. It's a big hit with Big Billy. <laughs> and it's so easy to do in deer camp, the tamales and the taco meat in deer camp. Easy. Yeah. And it's they are very easy. I mean, it's like cooking breakfast sausage or something like that. So. The tamales, literally, if you've got a microwave oven, you, you're in good shape. Oh, yeah. It takes three and a half minutes aside, and you leave them right in the bag. The cryback bag would give you and poke three holes in the top of them if they're th- they need to be thawed out. But yeah. they'll, like, you just steamed them yeah. that we just took them out of the, our steamer when we made them. Yeah, they are fabulous, and so many, we're always talking on the air about all the different sausages that you guys make. Of course, breakfast sausage, big hit, smoked sausages is a standby for a lot of people, but take a look at the menu a little bit deeper, that cracked black pepper, you have some specialized stuff that's really good. Yeah, we have like two or three kinds of different hatch chilies now, roasted hatch chili sausages, three cheese sausage, uh, four kinds of summer sausage now with cheese, and just a variety of stuff so you know when you come in you can get you know as little as two pounds of one thing so it, it makes it easier for people to, to yeah. take care of their deer that way yeah and here's a tip guys when you drop by cinnamon creek wild game processing i keep several of your order forms in my truck all the time so hey there's a pig i'm going to shoot him i can sit there right there fill it out and when i come in turnkey i drop off my pig drop off my whitetail here's my tag and here's what I want done with him. Uh, a number of years ago, Joe, you're, you're not only our great wild game processor, bow hunter, world-class bow shop, uh, but you're a hunter. You've done this all of your life. Uh, you took a trip to Canada, and things went ugly in a hurry, uh, as they can do when we're out. Tell folks what happened. Well, we were up in Canada, and we were on an elk hunt, mule deer, and uh, wolf and bear, if we were lucky enough to come across one. And we were riding mules, and it was their first time going out for the season, and they're a little bit persnickety, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I think uh, you're the first guy ever to use persnickety on the show. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say something else, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I bet you did. Yeah. So um, we spotted a mule bear from one side of the mountain, and we had to go to the other side, cross the river, and go up about three and a half hours to this point where we saw him. And we were ten minutes from getting there, and... Uh, we crossed this little creek. It couldn't have been three feet wide and it had a five-foot bank on the right. And once we got through the water, you just loosen up on the reins on those mules because they pretty much do everything by themselves. And he jumped the bank on the right, and my leg got hooked around the saddle. And I grabbed with my left arm and tore my bicep off and my rotator cuff off, and I grabbed with my right arm and rode him to the top like a bronc. Yeah. <laughs> and... uh when we got up there. Careful for your life at that point, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, and then I didn't know if he was going to run off, and he just stood there, and he bucked me off, and I fell down, and I landed right on my binoculars, and it, it punctured my top three ribs in my, oh. and uh, punctured my lung. And, and then I rolled off that bank, and I hit a rock, and I broke the bottom four ribs. Wow. And, and the, the rock was about eight inches tall, and it went right into my stomach, and I thought I ruptured my spleen. Man, you were in oh, agony, agony, bad shape. And at that point, how far were you from any civilization? Probably nine hours. Nine hours? Yeah. We, um, 
the worst thing about the whole thing was I had to get back on the mule and ride them out three and a half miles. No other option. I mean, three and a half hours from 12,000 feet. Wow. No other option. No option. Can't get a helicopter in there. No, not at that point. So the helicopter came a day and a half later. Yeah. Wow. So you you guys just got to a spot where a helicopter could land. They, they could come in our camp right on the river. There was an, uh, enough area for them to get them. But the, guy, the guide's dad had to ride his horse out five hours to get to his car. And then it was another five hours to get to the road. That's brutal. And you had no pain medication whatsoever. You're just gutting it out. Yeah, it was pretty tough. It was like, yeah. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to go from there because that's just the start of your healing journey. It took a long time and a lot of good care. Can you hang on? Sure. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, There's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun, or listen from the porch to the summer song of the Bob White, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. Kinder Outdoors is headed for the coffee pot, but we'll be right back. When that buck of a lifetime finally shows himself, and your years of preparation successfully collide with golden opportunity, you'll want to preserve that memory for a lifetime. Make sure that you're as well prepared for what happens after the shot as you were leading up to it. Don't take chances with your taxidermy work. Roy Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas, have taken care of my fondest outdoor memories for more than three decades. Fish, fur, feathers, all meticulously brought to True Life. The finest details matter to Roy and the artist at True Life Granbury. True Life has been called upon to handle the precious memories of hunters and anglers from around the globe. Interstate and international trophy transport is turnkey with True Life. And they can handle all of your wild game meat processing as well. True Life Taxidermy, 4303 East Highway 377 in Granbury, Texas. And online at truelifetaxidermy.org. Hi, I'm Corey Mason, CEO for DSC inviting you to the 2024 DSC Convention and Sporting Expo. Again, we will be at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. This celebration of conservation, education, and advocacy work is enjoyed by outdoors men and outdoors women from around the globe. Do you want to hunt Alaska, Africa, Scotland, or even just down the road from home? The DSC Convention and Sporting Expo will feature outfitters from every spot you can dream of. Fine art, clothing, jewelry, 
gear, and terrific opportunities await you and your family this January in Dallas. Nightly banquets, fabulous auctions both in person and online, raffles for dream trips and gear, the 2024 DSE Convention and Sporting Expo at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. Get more details about the auctions, banquets, hotels, and more at biggame.org. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Screen that porch in just for you. Glad you enjoy it. You're in camp with Kinder Outdoors. Joe Masakio can field dress a white-tailed deer in about a minute or less. <laughs> He's done it a lot. Uh, and you can, too. It's really simple. He has a simple method. And if you missed it earlier in the show, go back and listen to it. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts or at uh, kinderoutdoors.com. Uh, click on today's show, and you can replay any or all of this broadcast slash podcast. Joe Masakio, Cinnamon Creek Ranch, my special guest, brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. So many different formulas because there are so many different dogs. Pick up the bag that makes sense for your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Joe Masakio, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, Cinnamon Creek Archery, all under the uh, Cinnamon Creek Ranch name. Uh, you were in great pain on the side of a mountain somewhere in Canada before the break there, Joe. You had me hurting. 
Yeah, I was hurting myself. <laughs> yeah. And that's been, how long ago was that? That was 2011. Actually, it was on the um, anniversary of 9-11 that, oh, wow. that day. Yeah. yeah. And so now, fast forward, you know, 12 years later, do you still have pain? Do you still have trouble? Uh, the lung, not so bad. You know, it's too bad. But the shoulder was just shot i mean it was the third time that i torn my rotator cuff but the first time for my bicep so that was pretty painful that was like nine months of healing where'd you guys go in the helicopter you're in canada yeah we flew into calisburg british columbia and what was really funny is we're nine hours from getting to this road where it is and the helicopter ride was 20 minutes (laughs) a straight line's always fast yeah right over two mountain ranges and then you know they dropped and i'm like wow you know uh, and that's social medicine up there. I bet, you know, you flip that Blue Cross Blue Shield card over there to them, they, they probably laughed at you. They did. They said, we don't need that. And, I, you know, they did every test they could do on me. And then they go, after they gave me some morphine and all this stuff, you know, I was in there for about six hours. And then they come in and said, okay, you got to go. And I go, what do you mean I got to go? They go, well, you're you're not a citizen of Canada, so... I'm like, what's that mean? She goes, well, here's your disc of all your tests and everything. And I went, wow. And they gave me a prescription for pain medicine. And then I had to wait another day and a half to go to the United States, go back to Kalispell, Montana. And it was just a long, dragged out thing. I was in the hospital in Montana for 12 days up there. Wow. And so from the time that you hit the ground uh, with that mule... To the time you landed in a hospital bed in Kalispell, how long was that period? Five days. Wow. Gru- grueling. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, every every breath hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, man. And then from the time you got out of the hospital after a number of days, uh, the therapy, how, how, long, how long before you were back to what you'd call semi-normal? Well, they couldn't really w- work on my shoulder for six weeks because of my lungs. They were worried about my lungs. They, they wouldn't put me under. So, from that time, I never got operated on on my shoulder until December 19th. Mm. Yeah, was... So, did you guys have any communication out, satellite phone, anything like that? We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. And I'm sure you're a big proponent of that. But the satellite phone was with a different guide who was hunting uh, sheep. And it was two mountains over from us. Oh, and two mountains over is might as well be two weeks over. Two weeks over because we didn't have one to communicate with him. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so, hey, it doesn't matter if you're in your local tree stand this morning, no matter what you're doing, or uh, ground blind, or it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, how exotic or how close to the house it is, have some way of communicating and, and uh, have a plan, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, how many people fall out of a ladder stand just climbing up and their hand slips off and they fall off backwards, you know? I mean, yeah. without cell phones today, I mean... And if you don't have cell service, have a satellite phone. Have some kind of way to get out. Some kind of to get with somebody, yeah. Yeah, we were talking to a guy recently. last thing you want to be doing is hanging from a safety harness, suspended midair, and your circulation cut off. You know, you got to talk to people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all fun and games until something like that happens, you know. Yeah. Then you're like, wow, now what? <laughs> You've shot some great animals through the years. Your office is a testament to, to your time in the woods. Where did this all start with you, Joe? How, who took you hunting first? 
my uncles took me hunting in upstate New York, and um, actually my grandfather took me hunting first, and he was a hardcore Italian, and he had like 20 beagles, and he took me rabbit hunting. I was five oh, yeah. years old, and he had a little 22, and he told me, he says, uh, now when the dogs bring the rabbit back around, he'll stop, and he goes, you look at the rabbit right in the eye when you put a this behind a this and then you pull the trigger. <laughs> and I, I thought I did that and I shot the rabbit and I shot him in the guts and the next thing I knew I was rolling over on the ground because he slapped me in the back of the head. <laughs> That's how I learned how to hunt. <laughs> yep, there you go. Get it right. Get it right the next time. I've always wanted to do that. I've heard the beagle hounds are, uh, uh, the rabbit hounds are so much fun when they chase that rabbit, maybe even out of sight, and then they'll run him right back by you. Yeah, rabbits will come right back where they started from. Yeah. Yeah. I need to I need to go do that. I've, I've talked to a couple of guys on the show through the years that have, have beagles, have rabbit dogs. I'd love to uh, to go do that with them sometime. Yep. Hey, uh, early season in Texas, our rut kicked off a little earlier uh, than what it, it normally does around here. And uh, some guys have been killing some deer early on, but it's not all perfect. The weather hadn't cooperated. What kind of deer are you seeing coming in at Cinnamon Creek? Not any big ones, for sure. <clears throat> and and fewer deer right now uh, because of the, the heat has kept them out. The acorn crop was really small this year. Uh, we just got some rain about a week and a half ago, or two weeks, I guess it is now, and the grass popped up, so now there's like an inch and a half or two inches of fresh grass out there, yeah. so the deer are eating that now, so it's making it even tougher for everybody. Yeah. So the moisture in the grass, so you, yeah. the, your water hole's no good, and yeah. your feeder's not as good as it was. Yeah, the young bucks are chasing, chasing yeah. does and stuff, but um, the big ones are not even coming out yet i'll be around thanksgiving's a magical time around here it is but i think it's going to be december this year oh really yeah first week of december it's going to be better why what do you base that on the cooler air and stuff i mean you know it's all based on light and all that stuff but uh daylight but i still think that it's going to be late for the big boys yeah you've been doing this a long long time you got a bad shoulder you can't pull a bow anymore uh, crossbows have become a really good way to get back out in the field. Yeah, it's been a game changer for me. I mean, I fought it forever and ever and ever. And uh, I started shooting one two years ago, and it's like it, it just gets you back in the field. I mean, guys my age that are almost 70, I mean, you can't hardly. The new bows you can pull back, I mean, because of the let off on them, you know. And actually, I got one set up finally after three years of not shooting one yeah. and uh i'm kind of excited about but the crossbows it's it's uh, there's nothing that compares to it yeah yeah it's uh they're so accurate and how how far are you confident in a in a shot what distance 50 60 yards yeah yeah Joe, always good talking to you. Uh, man, my shoulder hurts now after talking to you. My ribs are aching, but uh, always good to see you. And I'll be bringing a couple to you before long. Alrighty, It's been a pleasure. I'll bring Joe those two white tails at his Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, and I'll go home with uh, my hamburger, my CCR seasoned fillets and backstraps, tamales, taco meat, cracked black pepper smoked sausage, I better get out of here and get out behind a rifle somewhere. And that's just exactly what I'm going to do. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today at Kinder Outdoors. Tell a buddy about us and come back again. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together in this old camp house each and every week. 
Christ is the answer to all this mess. Hey, we'll see you next time. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch.